We got Texas in the building today. What's up, everybody? It's Smoking Word Podcast. Shout out to everybody who's been tapping in. Shout out to everybody who tapped into that last blackout series. But today, I want we had to bring that shit to Texas. I said, um, I'm glad you tapped in. We have the axe man behind one of Texas finest. Blake Fugitive uh, uh, on the, the hot mic for the fucking Smoking Word Podcast. Listen, I'm glad we made this shit happen. Shout out to you. You know why? Shout out to you because we've been trying to make this happen for a minute. And then, you know, things got crossed. And right away, you came back with a plan B and you stuck to the plan B. Yeah, of course, man. Oh, anything to come on uh, Hoya's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Now, nah, listen. Yeah. Big fan of the band. Uh, we've been following the band. Since you dropped it, and it's and it's pretty crazy for me because I got a lot of questions because um curiosity, just even how you came out. So right off the grip, obviously everybody we know each other. We toured in Europe. We got we had we had some fun in Europe. A fucking power trip. Shout out to power trip. The whole family. We already know. R.I.P. Mad love. Texas represent. That's how we met. And then um you know everything in life happened. And then um. Boom. The next thing I know, I hear, boom, that you were dropping a new band. And the next thing I know, I literally saw it. I heard that you were dropping a new band. Boom. And right away, you hit us with a new band. How the hell did you do it so quick is what I want to know. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Um, always good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while, but but yeah, seeing I your face, you. you know, I'm happy, happy to see you. Uh, hey, I get to see you, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, man, I'm just like just kind of trying to survive so it's like all i really know you know i mean I'm, it's the same with you i'm sure it's like you've been playing a band since i mean i've been playing a band since i was like 13 so you know uh when the one i was in for i don't know what like 15 years or something um you know or all that shit went down uh i mean it wasn't you know it actually wasn't it kind of felt like it took me a little while because it was like covid was going on so yeah it was happening i was kind of trying to figure out my next move. And then, uh, I just was like, I just started playing some shit. I was kind of fucking around different tunings and stuff and, um, trying to do what I've always done, but maybe make it a little different and, uh, dive into some different things that I'm into. And yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And it actually worked out really nice. Cause like one of my best friends that lives really close to me, I mean, me and him were, we were just hanging out and he actually like, it turned into a, you know, a pretty good singer and like he's just getting better and better so we just we work really well together and uh then you know the, i was a drummer uh of a friend's band that he also lives in town everybody lives in town so it was like really perfect yeah fell together really easily yeah and then um so you would say um fugitive def it, it definitely started during the whole covid thing or was it before or that was like because obviously we know everything that happened with the band and all that stuff but and obviously in your head then you were like okay let me do something what did that line up with covid or because i don't remember the time frame you know what i mean on everything or during that period you said okay now it's time to pull the trigger on this new band 
No, it was it, actually, I guess, looking back, it was sort of like the end of COVID. So it was like uh, 20, was it 21 or 22? It was, yeah, I guess it was 22. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of like the end of COVID. And um, I think, you know, just the timing of it, I wasn't really thinking about the fact that, oh my, I need to start a new band right now. It would kind of just, it kind of was just something I decided to do. And then looking back, I'm like, damn, if I would have done that, I'd be like, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. So uh, it was, it was really clutch in that sense, but um, yeah, it was kind of the end of COVID and it all kind of came together real quick. Like I just started writing some songs and the songs, you know, for me, like, you know, arrangement and all that stuff doesn't take that long. It's really just kind of getting the, uh, the bones, you know, the, the parts and the, the main ideas, like the vision for what, how it's going to look and, and everything. So once that comes together, you know, writing the, the writing process didn't take very long. And then we just recorded everything over the summer. And uh, yeah, so it, it, was, it was, I guess, sort of the end of COVID, but it feels like it was. Yeah. But it was thing. during that vacation is when the bet you were like, okay, you know, I'm going to put this together and then that shit drop. Cause I watched it. I seen, I heard you dropping something. I was like, you know, obviously those, those couple years are a freaking, you know, foggy for everybody, but I was following it. And then, um, we covered when you dropped it. The next thing I know, I saw you guys playing a show. I was like, damn, they're playing a show. And I remember you guys were killing it. And I was like, yo, these guys just came out. I was like, wow. Like, you know, like people are, and it was fresh during the whole, you know, I guess, Everything just finished, you know, just opened up again. But also I was like, wow, yo, that you know, new band. And then you dropped the video, which we'll talk about, you know, because a cool video, bugged out style. Before we even go there, two things you just talked about, because I'm actually I'm doing similar what you're doing, you know, a new group. It was basically during vacation time (laughs) during a clutch time in life and just Mm -hmm. making a power move and pulling the trigger. Um. Two things. Um, you mentioned tuning real quick, because I'm on a different tuning for the first time in 30 years. So for me, it's a, a new thing. What tuning you went from to? What are you messing with now? Or you got multiple tunings now with the fugitive stuff? No, it's just. I mean, I was always playing in standard tuning, so I, yeah. I, uh, I just dropped it down a step. You know, I was like, because if I went down half a step, that's, that's not really much of a difference, you know. So um, you'll go more. Listen, you, you sound like. Yeah, I love it. You know why I love it? Because you pull it off. Because you guys, this is what I loved about Power Trip. Yeah. I'm a thrash guy. And that type of metal was lost in hardcore. I love all that crazy death metal course, you know, NASA metal, I call it. You know, it's really, you know, that's cool. But yeah. to me, I like songs and chops and the vibe. You know, I like like things chopping away. Mm-hmm. When Power Trip came, I remember being like, Damn, okay, man, people like, well, people like it. Like, you know, that's my shit. But I thought like people weren't up on the next thing I know, you know, obviously you got the municipal waste and the you guys that brought that old school flavor back Mm -hmm. to a newer generation. So I was like, yo, I'm glad because that's more I'm more in that lane. And then with the fugitive stuff, to me, I hear the difference. There's a difference than the power trip stuff, but it's in the vein of that thrash of the same type of. The thrash I know is that real, you know, it's choppy, real, you know, it's the right hand, you know, like, you know, a lot of palm muting right hand because that's my whole shit. I, I used to have to try to find the medium between that and the hardcore stuff, right? you know, because we couldn't do that fucking yeah. 30 years ago, even though we wanted to. It was like, oh, how could we do it? All right. We half and half it. But we always loved it. You know, the Metallica oh, yeah. stuff. 
years. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, like that's what we're all about. I mean, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to all this stuff, you know, and, and, and the records that I came up on, you know, in the hardcore scene were that got me in the metal were, were all you guys records, like all the New York hardcore stuff, you know, I, I consider a lot of those mad ball stuff crossover, yeah. you know, because there's, there's a lot yeah. of riffing. I mean, like the, you know, the, all the, all the Tom Sores stuff that, you know, all the bands he recorded, you know, those records, like, uh, you know, really tight and, and, you know, Marshall's and, yeah a lot of like you know, i was listening to to just look around by sick of it all that was like one of our favorite albums as a band in power trip and uh you know that has so much metal like borderline exodus yeah. sounding thrash absolutely same with, and same with you know set it off and stuff you know that was it was like it was it was still thrashy but it was hardcore in the in the delivery of the vocals and then the rhythms were were very hardcore so that's yeah. why but you know we come from from hardcore so yeah we, um, but that's where I love the crossover stuff is, is what made me get into metal is because you had all the hooks in the, in the rhythms of hardcore, but you, but you had the, the riffing of metal, you know? So yeah. 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 For sure. Know, like that, the riff edge, like, yeah. yeah, like hardcore had the soul, but you know, the thing with the crossover, the metal to me was that, you know, the riffs, you know, you had the, the chops one where you're like, yo, you talk riffs, you're talking right. on like, yo, what's that? And I was, we were always a fan of that. Like, you know, we would always have. For, are we had I can't remember how many years of conversations me and Maddie would have on right hand versus left hand. Like, yeah, you know, the, the right hand back, you know, the back in the day, you know, you had to have this one, but we're like, nah, James Hetfield, chain, you know, the right hand. All right, who's the illest right hand in the game? Yeah. You know, we have all those talk, the Hetfields, the Scottians. In, oh, yeah. in the hardcore world, we have AJ. Oh, yeah. You know, um, AJ, let me tell you, he was a right hand. Oh, yeah. Like I wanted to get him on the podcast, but he don't. He's he's a missing link when it comes to that. But yeah. him, when it came to that thrash shit, he was dropping shit in one take, old school style tape. You know, no joke, oh, yeah. right hand beast. He was a big deal for me. I mean, those leeway records were really big for us. We we covered leeway, and I learned to play along with all those records, like playing along with. Desperate Measures and Born Expire, yeah. you know, Promax Records and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and, and Madball too. I mean, just like, you know, th th playing along with those right hand records, you know, and I, I yeah. put, like I, said, I put like, you know, uh, Just Look Around and Set It Off and all that in the same category with Desperate Measures and. Yeah, and thank you, man. Yeah. It's it's record Because it's like, it's the same era. You know, that was the whole era that got us going and got us excited to, to play this type of music. So um I know exactly what you're talking about. What do you think is it about Texas? This look at obviously there's like crossover happened everywhere, but specifically it happened. You know, you have it in the South where, you know, back in the day you had the COCs and all that stuff where they mix. It was punk hardcore and they mixed the thread. Then you had the DRIs, but it was a different kind of thing. Like, uh, like what is it about um metal in Texas? You think like what, what is it that, um, I don't know. Like I'm so you because I've toured so many years, so I always knew there was a, he a a heavy this music scene in general. Texas got music, you know what I mean. Yeah. But something about thrash and Texas, I don't know what it is. Maybe so many <laughs> Latins. Yeah. Latins love this thrash shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot, lot, lot of Latins in Texas that they love metal. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, there's been there's always been kind of like a rock and roll metal thing going on in Texas. So you had obviously, 
ZZ Top and Pantera and and you know you've always had a big metal scene here. I mean, there were bands would always do really well here. There's been little pockets of heavy metal scenes and you know in San Antonio and uh, Houston and Dallas and stuff. So I mean, it's always been a lot of people. You know, I think there's just like it's a little gritty. You know, there's people outlaw it, shit. You know, it's honestly, you know, Texas is very diverse. You know what I mean? I don't think people think about it as much, but like Dallas, for example, and you know, places like that, like it's very diverse. So you got a lot of Hispanic people, you know, you got a lot of all different kinds of people. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is like the Southern mentality and stuff lends itself to, you know, heavy music, tough music and stuff like whiskey. that. Whiskey, that yeah. whiskey barroom fight. Cause there was always that element again, like right. the, even when they crossed over the, from the Panteras, but you see the thrash was different than Bay area thrash. You yep. know what I mean? Again, I think Texas was closer to the blues with, the South, like not with, with like I always said that about the Louisiana bands. They got it's built in them. They got the natural swamp in their riffs. Crowbar, they, the crowbar stuff. Yeah, yeah, all, all that. of them, yeah. all of them. Yeah, they that, got yeah nasty grooves and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it the swamp there in sludge because what happens when you're walking in that mud? It's like that, and those riffs are like that. Like, mm -hmm. but that's also really like that old school meter shit. Like you know. Which I love because I was what my mission was as a kid was even being in a hardcore band was all right. When we started off being in a hardcore band, we're like, all right, we're gonna make the ultimate hardcore band. But we were like, we love the metal grooves and the metal breakdowns and all that. We were like, how could we little by little bring that shit into this? <laughs> so my my lifelong mission was little by little bringing it into our music, you know, into Madball specifically at the time, you know, because I was like, they were more on the punk rock and I loved that, but I was already past that. I like the groove shit. Mm -hmm. And I was already on some, my old band was more like a groove thrash stuff. We want some groove metal shit. You talking, you talking about Demise? Yeah, yeah. So we love that stuff. Thank yeah. you, man. And my, my whole shit was we were already like listening to the Panteras and back yeah. then was the ex hoarders That's my one of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. those type of bands, because I was like, man, those are the thrash bands that get it. They 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 got the riff and then, then they're breaking it down and then, then they you know they're milking it the right way the dynamics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then all the way yeah and those again happen to be um from New Orleans you know this area like you know Phil comes over with the Pantera the Texas boys come over and it's like man it makes sense and I love that I guess it's that whiskey groove you know <laughs> it's a swingy groove it's different you know what I mean it's it's crazy, and um, right now with the with, with fugitive, because you guys did a lot in a short time, and right now you just came back from. Where uh, were we you? Were, we were in Florida this past weekend. Yeah, and that was uh, playing. You had the the show, right? Yeah, we played this fest. It was like a punk. It was kind of like a punk punk fest in uh, um, Tampa. So. So you just went in for the one show and out. Yeah, yeah, we just went in for the show, and then yeah, we, yeah. we were just there for a day or so. So it was cool. And, and and what's the day? Have you guys got to go to Europe yet? No, nah, we're supposed oh, yeah. to go. Uh, we're, we're going in March to to uh, London, and oh. uh, we're playing a fest in London. So that'll be our first time over there. Because yeah, we've and been. Band, I mean, we've probably been banned for. I guess we started. I mean, we put out the first. The, we played our first show in August of uh, last year. So, uh, you know, it's been a little over a year. But um, yeah, we're just trying. You know, like, hey, I've I've, I've been through it, so I know. Yeah. 
know how to and and yeah it's like i'm I'm trying to get this shit going so i'm, I'm oh yeah I'm trying to stay on top of it i mean you know i want to like let things sit a little bit and um you know not not try to because you know you you start a new band you know you don't really want to put out an album i mean you can but it's like i'm like i don't want to put out an album right away i want to wait till people are paying attention and then and then do an album so i've kind of been doing a couple eps and yeah i've seen that just vibing it out but um we're about to you know we got a booking agent so i'm not doing that anymore and probably about to sign with a label or something so uh start doing it we're gonna pretty much i'm already writing for a record so i'm trying to do a record next but i've just been uh -huh. like, so let, yeah let's let's rewind a little bit because what you do is like obviously you know maybe we, us starting something new because we were in bands we we have a little bit more experience in that but still you basically restarted over in a new day and age, even for you being a young, you know, on the newer generation. Now everybody's playing the game a little different. Oh yeah. Right now you got the stuff like right now you said, so how you went about, all right, you put the band together. Now you guys have a bunch, a couple of songs. You're like, how did you go about dropping it? Like you just put out the sit that there was the, did you drop uh, music out before the video or did you drop the video first? What was the order of yeah, but when we started the band or, or recently? Yeah. Like the first release, like you started the band. Yeah. What did you drop out to the people? We just, we just made an EP. So we was like a five song EP and then uh, we just put it out ourselves. And um, I had like my friend's label, they, they ended up putting out uh, like a 12 inch uh, a few months later, like, you know, after we had put it out, but I wasn't really until we put it out. And then I was like, Hey, do you want to do you want to release this physically? Because yeah. I, I was just trying to get it out before the first show. We had the first show booked like I'd say like a month or two before the meet. Like we had finished the music, so like yeah. music. I think we put it out like we got it mastered and put it out like a week before the show or the week of the show. So it was like I just wanted to get it out for, before the show so people would would have heard it, you know. And uh, so it was all kind of like just as it happened. And the same thing with the last couple songs we just put out like a few months ago. It was like we had sort of taken a while to finish it because our engineer was he's in a touring band so he was coming back and we just had to kind of get it out before some shows this summer so it would work so it would coincide with all the stuff we had planned so it was sort of last minute like let's just get it out and then my uh my homie at the label was he's like i'll put it out but you know they know how it goes and it takes months for yeah yeah it takes it's not like the old days you could just you know finish the recording and then put it out the next month. It's like, you have to wait, but um, it's all right. You know, with the, the benefit of that is we got the streaming and all that. So you can put stuff out online and people can hear it and it can, yeah. uh, you know, it can, it can, it can make it yeah. work while, while you're waiting for the physical, but uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and when, so the first thing, when you put it out was the EP, like were those couple of songs all at once, or did you drop one song the, at a time? Like first, our first EP is like a five song EP. And uh, that was back in, august of i guess 22 and then we just put out uh a couple songs back in uh i think it was like the end of july of of, of this year so it was about it wasn't quite a year well i guess it was like almost a year later and then um so yeah we just you know because we the first like the first year um we, we played more in the spring we didn't play a ton in the fall after the first show and then you know so we had, there's still all these places that we hadn't played even on the first EP. Yeah, oh yeah, you're brand new with this, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just getting started. Yeah. For sure. I don't know, me, me I, I I'm more of a, a quality over quantity uh aiming guy. So I I just want to like try to put out my best songs and then but I also don't want to put out like all my shit because I want to make a record that also for sure. 
if I put out a bunch of songs in the first year, it's like everyone's like, oh, cool. But then if you, you don't blow have, your load, yeah, 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 they yeah. Blow your load like before people know. So I feel like we're putting ourselves in, the, in a good position by just DIY. But uh, I'm ready to kind of take it to the next level, hopefully, because yeah, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and I wanna, yeah. And you, know, you want to yeah, take the band up. It's a serious band. And that, but that's what I was saying. Like, again, I'm on the same boat in a lot of ways that, um, you know, that and why I bring this up is for people that, you know, people got to invest in themselves. Some people are scared to invest in themselves. Then this might not be the business for them because yeah. this is one of those like this. If this is what you do, then how would you not bank on yourself? You know what I mean? But you also know that, um, you gotta. You, there's a lot of work to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we write the songs, and you gotta put the songs. You gotta find the members. Then you gotta think of a name. Then you gotta get it printed. Then we gotta get a studio. Then, you, then how we're gonna upload? Then we gotta upload, it, and then you got. You know the deal. You know, it's like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we like doing it. That's why we do it. But it's uh, it is a lot of work. And I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, like that, that's the other thing that's hard. It's like you know, like. Everything can go right, and then just you know, one guy, one person in the chain of command doesn't do the right Work. thing, or, or you know, and then it, it can you know it can kind of get fucked up. So it's like it, that you know it's it, it is hard. I mean, just the process of like writing songs, recording songs, putting songs out. Like, there's just so many things that have to line up for it to go uh, according to plan. So it's uh, yeah, you got it. I mean. You can't think about it too much in that sense. I mean, you know, luckily, like people like us, we've been doing it so, you know, yeah. forever and it's all we know. It's like we don't think of I think if you're not used to doing that and you're not you 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 get too in your head about how vulnerable you are when you put out music. And, yeah, you know, it's like it, it can be kind of scary. You have to just go with your gut and just. And just yeah, yeah. I believe, you know, some people I think just get too used to like or like what they do or, you know, you just get used to your zone, your comfort zone sometimes in this music shit. Unfortunately, you got to be out of your comfort zone, you know, as much as you want to you oh, listen, how can't you how could your music not grow? If we don't if we grow, how can our music not grow with it? You know, it just doesn't make no sense. You know, you always keep the essence real, but you know, you you build. My whole point is you keep stacking clay on and you build and you build and you build. You don't just let it be and be like, "All right, that's good. This shit is never ending." Like, you know, it's like the never ending riff. There's always a better riff out there that you're like, fuck, why didn't I write that? Yeah, it, it's it's tough, man, because there's just so many, um, you know, especially depending on where you come from and, and who you're surrounded by. I mean, there's just so much, uh, you know, you just got to realize at some point you're not going to satisfy everybody, you know. Yeah. And the other thing is like, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, I don't know what the right word is uh, in terms of like the scene or whatever. It's 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 political, you know, like there's just like. You know, if you're this type of band and you then you do this, then it's like you're not that that side of the scene might not like it. If you you know if you got too much slow stuff, then the you know it's like or you're too fast. There's just you just kind of got to do do what you do and just you know you got to be okay with um you know yeah I'm I'm like everybody else like I want everybody to like it, but you yeah. got to like people. You know I I think about it sometimes too. It's kind of like a weird thought, but you know it's like when you're a heavy band in any way like. You know, we don't sound anything like a lot of heavy bands, but like we're thrown in the pile with all the other heavy bands. And like, I, I there's going to be kids that listen to shit that sounds nothing like your band, but they're judging you in the same way. You know, they don't know who the fuck like Exodus yeah. is. They don't know who exactly. Yeah, yeah, they, don't know sure. about, they don't know about Chromags. They just listen into the riffs and the songs. And and hopefully, you know, if it's good and it, it crosses over, it, it everybody will be down with it. But like, 
you got to be okay with a lot of people just not knowing what's what the deal is and like yeah and and i'll give you and i'll give power trip um credit for helping and and showing that that side because obviously obviously you guys you know even like now you know even you guys right now with fugitive you could play a metal show and a hardcore show you guys are still got you know your hardcore dude that hardcore soul playing some a crossover whatever your own shit you're playing fugitive shit whatever it is you're playing your shit like um um what you guys by doing something that actually i got i got um i had joe on the show from outburst mm-hmm. yeah, you joe. guys from from power a band like power trip showing love to a band like outburst which are two totally different spectrums of the planet in every aspect yet come from the same world but Two different sides of the room and legit love and legit, you know, like fans of the band and showing the newer generation, a newer generation that may not know that. And also showing that the so-called know-it-all generation about old school, whatever. Look at we this ain't new to us either. You know, we, we no, we don't have to look like, you know, uh, have a Krishna beads in a in a book bag to be a hardcore guy like you to love the. The music, you know, we come in all shapes and forms. And Power Trip being that link to the crossover world from the hardcore scene showing that was big for sure. Because that shit brought a lot of eyes back to the OG shit straight up, you know. That's, and that's cool to hear. I mean, you know, like in our world, in the hardcore scene, you know, because Power Trip for many years was was mainly just a hardcore band. I mean, we were yeah. playing the similar the same music we were playing, but we didn't really start playing with metal bands and doing that whole thing until our last album came out and that was like the last three, four years of the band. So like yeah. we, we were playing with hardcore bands for years, like yeah. backtrack and stuff. And they were, they were repping outburst and like, but they were in the hardcore scene. So like I could see, you know, why, why Joe and those guys like maybe felt a little different when we did it because we were, we were further away from a band like backtrack that was definitely more New York hardcore based, like Madball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's an outburst but i guess because we were more of a metal band at that point but it didn't it didn't feel like we were doing anything crazy like we're, we're from the hardcore scene we were like yeah. we love outbursts we love like oh yeah more compilations and all the you know all those bands so it was like for us it was just like why would we not do that and we we've always like i said we've covered hardcore bands for years because we're all like we all well, yeah we toured back before too you know yeah like it ain't new like you know before europe and all and that that's before. how and that's how different it is because i mean like now i'll say now more than ever shit's more mixed up like hardcore and metal are way closer together and we and even at that point when we toured together i felt like it was but you know it's funny in europe it's actually it doesn't feel like it is as, as much like in no, europe, it ain't. this is hardcore only hardcore <laughs> yeah. and like when we when we played with you guys in europe on that tour we had been kind of like felt like we were killing it on like some metal and hardcore stuff at home and then we we played in europe and those hardcore shows and some of them they were just like Yo, y'all are a metal band, like yeah, no, but it was rough because those guys got the yeah. We had some meatheads. Yeah, they were like, no, no, this is this is like y'all, y'all, y'all got long hair. This is some metal shit. You know what it is? Again, the the lay of the land was starting to change, and and you guys were coming with, and they weren't. Now that same tour would be different, and and still, I remember even after that tour, it was just hit people over the head, and (laughs) but I remember even after people, it made a lot of noise in a good way. Cause I remember hearing people like, oh, the band, you know, power trip, power trip, power. We heard it because yeah. we were, you know, we would hear from the people. Yeah, so yeah. what it was, it was still, you know, 
you can't yeah. you gotta watch how much you show you show how much love you show if you if you you know if you got a gorilla biscuit shirt you gotta be careful how much love you show power trip right away yeah, you know I what mean, i mean like and, and i get it you know i mean it's like you're not gonna there's different crowds like i said we play yeah you just play like you know we've been lucky like most of the shows we've played have either been like our own shows or they've been kind of metal shows or metal hardcore shows that yeah work and like even this weekend like we played at a kind of a mostly a punk and db fest and like our friend booked it and it was cool but like we you know it was not our show like we, yeah, you gotcha. could tell like it was mostly punk kids and stuff and and it wasn't like gotcha. terribly and bomb but it was like it was, you could just tell like we played heavy stuff and they were just like they wanted a garbage can lids it was just like okay, it was humbling. Like you just not not every crowd is gonna be for you. That's okay, you know. Like you, you yeah. gotta you gotta take that as it is. Because I was telling the guys, I was like, you could you know we could be four times bigger than we are. We could have just put out our best record and be on fire. And you play a show like that, or you open for a band in Europe, you know, it, like some legacy band, and they don't know who you are. Like they're just gonna watch, and it doesn't. Oh mean, yeah. And they might, but you know, those same people that sit there and watch might be back next time going crazy. So it's just, you have to be ready and you can't let it get in your head too much, you know? Yeah. And you know the deal and, and not for nothing, you guys had like, even for that, like you have good, uh, a quick, you know, a quick spark. Like you guys have made noise, you know, it made a lot of noise. A lot of people love the band and I seen some shows and they look, it looks like people knew your shit. Like you've been around for a while, you know? Yeah. Some some of those moments take years for bands back in the day just to get some of those moments, you know what I mean? So it's like, which is great, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I'm 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 very thankful that you know people that followed Power Trip and in, in in any of our bands, you know, because Lincoln, the drummer, his band uh, has been touring a lot, Creeping Death, and you know we get we get some some publicity because of all. Oh, real quick, so he's in. The, I didn't know that. I was gonna ask you what's up with the other guys or her, if the, who was where and yeah, what. Everybody in the band is is like I kind of handpicked from bands because you know I wanted guys that had been playing for a while with other bands and Smart, knew man. the deal. So yeah, like um, Lincoln, the drummer, he was his, his band, Creeping Death. They're like a metal. They they tour. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, for sure. They play like so. hardcore metal stuff too. Like they all come from the hardcore scene, but they're mostly a metal band. And then uh Seth the singer he's in this band called Scourge which is like a hardcore band and they you know they're all about like demise and uh obviously obituary and stuff but there's a lot of that you know oh, yeah. choppy groovy uh type stuff that was like 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 all those I'm trying to think like like confusion and all those yeah songs. yeah for sure like New York hardcore more obscure New York hardcore bands and then um so he you know he's about that and then Victor the other guitar player he's been in like you know, kind of crossover and DB bands. Like he played with the drummer of Power Trip in a band called The Impalers, which was like Discharge and GBH and stuff like that. And uh, then the bass player, Andy, he's been in crossover and punk and thrash bands like for the last 20 years. So it's all guys like that kind of like have been in bands. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that people have paid attention. I mean, I've been just trying to make the right moves and not, not play too much, but, but not, uh, but not, yeah. not play it. And just write, you know, try to write my the best songs we can, and and uh, just make the right moves, you know. Try to try to build the band like just visually the right way, and and it, it's it's fucking hard, you know what I mean. You got to really be uh, strategic about how you do all of it, but uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky, and and I'm just trying to keep it rolling, you know. But I'm very no, happy. for sure, it's crazy because I'm literally on the we're in the same boat. You're ahead of the game, you know. You got to, but the same boat being strategic. I'm dropping my new stuff exactly. Yeah, I got yeah. Gotta, you probably can't say too much about no, it. No, no, I can say something, but I got the video is done, the right. single is done. I'm dropping also, I'm dropping an EP, you know, right. uh, uh, 
we got the first song. I got my boy Demi on drums. I got Ezek on vocals on this one. I got Sean Martin on guitar. And yeah, it's all straight my- straight up. You're gonna love it because it's straight up on some groove metal shit. You got you got the OGs. I mean, yeah. Ezek's Ezek's my 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 Jewish brother. Yeah, dude. hell yeah, you know. We got that connection. I talked to him a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. He's one of the. He's one of the the best, dude. I mean, Crown of Thorns. That was another band that we were listening to all the time. Like, I mean, and yeah. Dijon, me and Dijon are, you know, pretty good yeah, friends. For sure. He, yeah. He, he was a big in, in, inspiration on me. And I mean, we at our first show we covered uh, Breakdown, Jail, Depression. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. So that that record and Mike Dijon. I mean, he's he's been real supportive. Hey, that's my yeah. He's he loves you guys, and I love him. He's the one of my favorite humans. He's a great player, a great writer. Like he's super yep. super inspirational. So it sounds like you got the right guys, dude. Yeah, and it's funny because the same thing, like you said, doing it, being knowing I wanted to get killers. I said, I'm only going to do it with killers, and it had to be presented the right way, oh, and yeah, it couldn't yeah. be corny, and it had to be, you know, right. I'm not, I wasn't putting something out just all because I had mad music, and I said, hey, and on this one, I'm with Tuna C. This is what I was talking. It was the first time. I went from E, I dropped a half step a second record, then we, Mad was said at, at uh one step down for mad years, but this is on some other shit. So I got to go yeah, down and experience it. Gotta switch it up, you know. Yeah, and like, yeah. that's I mean, you know, that that is the that is the cool part. You know, enjoy the fun parts of starting a new band. You know, like you get to just go out there and go, hey, who do I want to play in the band? Like, you know, I I get this guy, and you can just kind of make your pick. So it's kind of it's it's like building a it's like a video game. You get to build but, a band, you know. So like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the fun part, you know. And then when you get excited about that, and you get you're in there and you're hanging out with these new guys and it's like a whole fresh thing. And that, Energy, that's yeah. all other shit worth it. You know what I mean? And, and all of us were mad. You know, we're friends for since for many years and we never did music together. And on top of it, yeah. we a lot of us didn't see each other face to face in like 15, 20 years. Like I would talk to Sean throughout the years, but I ain't seen him in 10, 15 years. Him and Ezek are good friends. They didn't see each other for 15, 20 years. Demi, so, you know, all of us, but we're all were very close. And to make music together, man, it was like one. It was probably one of the best recording sessions I ever had in my life. And I got, I was able to do mad records. It's just again, we know what we're doing. And when you're with special forces, you don't got to worry about the mission. Everybody knows what they got to do. And oh yeah, yeah, the experience is important. You know, I mean, you need to have guys that kind of know, know what you know. I mean, uh, but you've been around long enough. You know how to. You know, pick the right guys for that. You know, yeah, you know, for sure. Know. So, um, yeah, I've been, I it's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I'm excited to hear it, man. Yeah, I, you're gonna yeah. like. It. I'm gonna get you some stuff ahead of time before yeah. these motherfuckers here. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I want you to check it out because it definitely. Um, let me ask you this because I know you guys are. You know, your your tone dudes. Your you know from uh, even how you capture a classic sound, but still you know with more up to speed. You know, production. The the first stuff that you dropped the fugitive. Where was it recorded? Did you go to a studio? Did you guys do it in, in your home studios? Yeah, we I mean, we've just done everything kind of a DIY so far. I mean, I have like um, yeah. a dude in town that that uh, is like a little younger than me. And he's he's like plays in bands and he, he was just engineering it. I have like a guy I do drums with down in Austin that's really good at doing drums. So I just we just been doing a DIY. We kind of mixed it yeah. ourselves and, and all that. We've done the best we can, you know, with what we, we had. I like we, we've been funding it all ourselves and doing it all ourselves so like just trying i mean you know for me like i kind of know what i'm i'm trying to do but it, you know it's 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 always sort of a, 
a process yeah. of trying to get what you have in your head down. And, um, you know, I think every time we're getting a little bit closer to what we, what we want, but yeah, we've just been doing it DIY, you know, for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm not really like a, a nerd when it comes to gear and all that. Like I, I know what amp I really like, but, uh, you know, I, and I just play like a Marshall JC 800. It's a 1986. Yeah. Amp, you know, and like, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely more of a purist in that sense, you know, because I've, I've played a lot of different amps and, and for different kinds of music, everything, it has its place. You know, I'm not I'm not like a hater or like a trying to be a snob, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, well, yeah. you know, for like old school metal stuff and, and, and thrash type stuff, I don't think there's a better amp. So I just I stick to that and uh, just try to get everything as good as you can. It's like I said, when you're doing it yourself, it, you know, with limited wits and all that, I mean, you can only do your best. So we've we've. We've done pretty well so far, I think, with what we've had. But I, I'm, I'm thinking the next record will probably go in a studio with, with you know, someone that's probably been around a long time and, and Going a little. do that whole thing. But um, you know, all you can do is is your best and just try to get the best takes. Try to try to be as thorough as you can. I mean, it's just it's it's hard. But I'm. Pretty- I mean, yeah, no, I think you capture the sound right. You know, the, the yeah. it's bit, you know, it's it's doing it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. And what I was curious because, all right, obviously. With a Marshall, as always, you're gonna get a you could get a classic tone out of it, and obviously, just you know, um, um, uh, the access we have to technology when we come to mixing it and whatever, we could make it sound up to speed with traditional tone. How did you go about with drums to keep it still, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, cohesive with the with the with the classic kind of guitar? Because do you a do you say, um. We want a drum sound like this because there's people ain't doing these sounds. Yeah, and, you know, there's not too much stuff to A B stuff from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, Unless I'm pretty they're classic, you know, record. Very particular about drums. So for me, I'm I'm like I'm I'm more of a rock and roll guy. So, you know, when I think about drums, I think about like AC DC and all my mm. all those records. I mean, I think those like the best drum sounds ever. So like, you know, stuff like uh, you know, Appetite for Destruction, you know, like uh like Mike Clink, I guess his name. Uh, you know, guys like like records like that. You know, those kind of room drum sounds and stuff. And I'm I'm very particular about that. I mean, I think it, the the challenge is always like trying to go as organic and as old school as possible, but also having that uh, the consistency that modern listeners want. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like like look, I'm I'm a purist in the sense like I'd love everything to be as real as possible and all that stuff. And and I'm all about that. But I think, you know, in this day and age, in, in order to be competitive, like, you know, you want to be on, if you want to, you know, appeal to different people on XM radio and stuff. I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta have that, that consistency, you know, like I think some people yeah. make the mistake sometimes. Cause like at the end of the day, when you're in the studio, like it doesn't matter. I don't think it really matters how you get the finished product, you know, like in this day and age, it doesn't like if it took you 50 takes, you know, if it, if you, you know, fix some of the snare hits. I mean, like no one, if you, all you get to do in an interview is flex. Oh, we did it in one take and we didn't use any drum. Ego. It's like, all ego. Ego. It's like, and so I see people a lot. They go, oh, we're going to make a record. We're not going to use any drum samples and we're going to do all And like, they do that. But then it's like, to me, sometimes it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't compete. You know what I mean? It doesn't have like what you need it to have. And like those records back in the day, like People act like in the 80s they weren't using drum samples and shit. Like, yeah, all, those, all your favorite records have snare samples and kick samples. All the big records back then were had pre Pro Tools yeah. before the Pro Tools. Right. Like, even if they did um, the drums analog and, and one take, you know, you got guys that are pros that are going in there and finding ways to compress it and do all this shit. So it's like, 
it doesn't matter, you know, just get, get it to sound good and get it to sound competitive. So I think, yeah, that is the hardest part is just trying to find a way to get things to sound really good and, and as organic as possible, but, but be powerful, you know? So for me, like I found a guy in, in Austin that I record drums with that is just really good at recording drums. And, you know, from there, like we get the best takes we can and we try to just balance out, you know, some, some, you know, bolstering of certain sounds to try to keep it, yeah. keep it powerful. But it's like, you know, there's always gonna be people, Oh, it's like, Oh, it's not just like super raw. Yeah. Uh, you know? And it's like, that's fine. You know, like I said, you can't satisfy everybody, but I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to make music that, that can, you know, translate to different audiences and, 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 you know, me still, still be happy with it personally, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I start there. It's a, it's a style and yeah. what it is. And if anything, the drums, the drum sounds you guys use is more raw than what everybody else is using. Cause yeah. you're using what you basically, what I heard, but you put it into words, what I was telling you, how you a B a classic, you know, uh that style of drum sound, and right. it's more room mic. Once you said that, I was like, that's what it is, because it's a, more roomy than what metal and crossover, even hardcore uses now. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it, it's tough. Like when I was working with my engineer who, who mixed it, you know, we we had we like on our first record, like it, it took a little while to get it right because I was like, I don't want to compress everything to you know, I, I'm yeah. I'm trying to do the least amount of compression as possible when it comes to that stuff, because I, I want it to breathe in the sense of like a, yeah, like a ACDC record. But obviously when you're going fast and tempo changes, it, it can get a little, a little difficult. So you have to be able to balance it, but the room mics are the literally the most important part. And if you want to, yeah, like you said, like a lot of metal bands, they go ISO, you know, yeah. they record in an isolation room and then they add everything digitally. And like, I mean, there's a way, there's different ways to do it. You know, I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a recording guru, so I'm not here to say, what's the right and wrong way to record anything. Yeah. What I had in my head was like, I like all the rock and roll records in the way that production is. And I, I want it to be open and breathing in a way that a lot of metal stuff uh, isn't now. And um, it's just, it's a process. You know, I feel like every time I've gotten a little closer to what I'm trying to do and I'm like, I'm, I'm almost to where I want it to be. I haven't quite like nailed it all the way, but I feel like yeah, yeah. ourselves so far, I'm like, it's gotten, I think people can hear, yeah, like you said, like a difference in, in maybe what, you know, listening to other current bands, like this is different, you know, I'm like, For sure. they don't know why, like what's going on here. But, you know, some people pick up on it. Like, oh yeah, like I, I get it. Like it's, 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 it, you're trying to put everything right there in front of you clearly. And like, I'm trying to, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to do more than anything is just make it a kind of feel like it's right in front of you no yeah. and it is and it's like that and it's and I, look at you guys are definitely had you know there's a very few people in a lane like that so you definitely had you know which is good like even where power trip was falling and it, you guys i i hear is different than power trip to me you know what i mean it's oh it's similar and, and thrash soul but that's it you know to me i hear a different let me ask you this do you think with the drums you think even if you went in digitally you think just adding a room, that more room sound makes it that make it sound a little bit more raw, a little bit more live. Yeah, I mean, for sure. The room is a little, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds because obviously, yeah. like, if it's too roomy, then it's that's what I'm like, saying. It's like it's far away, you know, it can kind of fuck up some stuff in the mix. So it's a, it's a delicate balance, you know. Um, but those are those things. It's like that's what kind of gives it that natural. That's how rock drums were always recorded yeah. you know, in a room like that. So, I mean, for me, that's that's always what 
what I want to do. But, you know, what we're doing is, you know, it, it can get a little hard because, you know, we're trying to make everything super clear. I and know. And then when you start getting too- no, yeah, not com- super compressed, but then, yeah. but then, but then it's like, you know, I'm, I'm the amp I play, you know, I don't really have a lot of gain and distortion. So everything is super just clear is like every little fucking thing comes out, you know, right. and you, you know, you, if you stack more heavily distorted guitars, then, you know, some of those, you don't get as much, uh, detail but it covers up some of that stuff so it's a little easier to get stuff that sounds like it's on time and tight and everything and especially you know and then you start compressing the drums and it's like you can hide a lot of things when you do that i think what we're doing is like it's it definitely is harder to get everything right you know um but yeah i think you know that's just kind of what i'm going for so um yeah you know what it is because it's meat and potatoes but there's more to that meat and potatoes you know like you guys got riffs that's what it is yeah it's all about for me like i especially when we're recording and and i'm doing guitars and stuff like i don't really i really never go in and 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 edit my guitars like i don't i don't cut them up like i'll edit i edit them but like like we all do but i mean yeah i know what you mean what i do is i try to just take you know i try to take a whole section the way that I play it. You know what I mean? Like, cause if I start, like I've had guys, like they try to edit the guitar track, like the riff. And I'm like, it always sounds weird to me. Like I want it to sound like the way that I was playing to the drums, which totally. is like every riff, depending on how you play to the drummer and, and what he's doing in the, in with the beat and with the hi-hat totally changes the way it hits. So it's like sure. for me, every little minuscule thing about how I play the riff to the drums, like affects the way it sounds. So like, I want it to sound exactly like the way that I play, you know? So that's, that's another thing like is hard. You know, I can't just like record all my shit and give it to a guy and say, Oh yeah, edit it, make it sound right. Cause then it'll just sound fucking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I totally know what you mean. You try to take, instead of going in, you try to take a whole section of you have yeah, to like, keep, the, yeah, keep the vibe of the whole. Yeah, like I even, went back, I even went back and we recorded some stuff. Cause like I'd recorded a bunch of guitars and then listened to it for a while. I was like, ah, it's just not quite right. And I don't want to try to go in and fuck fix all this shit. Not that it was super fucked up. There were just little grooves and swings that weren't quite right. And so I just ended up going back and and uh, re-recording it, you know. And, you know, I learned every time you record, you learn new shit. Like, yeah. you always think, like, going into records, oh, I know everything now. Like, I'm going to nail all this shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's always. It's going to everything. We're going to do everything perfectly because we've, we've learned all this shit. It's every time something different happens and you learn new shit about what not to do and what to do. And you even with all that, you still fuck up sometimes. So, like, I... You know, this this recording session, I learned more than ever when I already kind of knew it. But like more than ever is like you don't have to play hard. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually play like as light as I can. Yes. Oh, I learned that it took me many albums, but I realized yeah. the same. It takes years because, you know, especially when you get all hyped up when you're under the microscope in the in the recording room or when you're playing or really fast you feel like you got to push harder and it's like, yo, it's not really, it changes the sound. It does change the sound a little bit, depending on what amp, like with a Marshall, if I play a little harder, it definitely sounds different, but it always makes me rush. So I'm like, if I play softer and I play more loose, a lot of the times that's the, that's money. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's totally, it was like, that was a big problem that, I had to because you're trying to push. We're playing aggressive music and we yeah. think we got to hit it hard and let's yeah. dig in. But we could dig in with still hitting it very clean yeah. and to the point because oh, yeah. you know what it is? We start off playing live yep. and we tend to want to, yeah, and we try to transfer the energy, but we could, we could to a point, then it gets to a point where too much energy now is going to mess up the how. That yep. sound is going to translate onto the, you know, once we get in, into the machine, you know, before on tape. That's why I remember they used to tell me sometimes, like, 
yo, you're hitting too hard because I used to just hit like a gorilla. I still do, but like I wasn't even paying attention. They were like, yo, dude, like your strings are like almost going out of tune. Like, relax. And then I would be, and then I would learn, you know, little by little. I'm learning. I'm like, yeah, I'm recording. Yeah, why am I, you know, it takes time and, you know, just studio savvy and all that shit. And, and music, like what you guys have, where it has tempo changes, like, it's all a swing, you know what I mean? So it's important. Like, I totally get it. Like, there's all these nuances, you know? Like, I mean, there's like, when I play fast, I'm always trying to play kind of behind the beat, you know what I mean? I'm trying to play like, like you know, Slayer and stuff where they're, yep. they're not playing right on the on the one. They're, 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 they yep. sit back and they're riding it, you know? And it's the same way when I play a heavy part. Like, it's like, I think about uh, like face-to-face -face or something, Mad Ball, you know? It's like, these are all... Like it's all sure. about exactly how you're playing to the beat, and that's how it gives it the pop, you know, in the pocket and shit. So I'm, that's all the shit I care about. I don't care about just recording tight or whatever. It's got to yeah. ride the right way, and it's got to sit back the right way, or it, you know, it just doesn't sound like the way I want it to. So all that shit's super, super important. Yeah, if you could pick a guy to do your record, anybody right now, somebody goes, yo, we want fugitive right now, whatever, whoever you want, whoever you want, we want to do your next record record or mix or what record whatever however you want if you want two guy want to record and mix one do who who do you think would be like you think would kill your next record you know when it comes to engineers i don't know a lot of engineers and and um you know i have guys that i've always worked with that i really like uh you know my friend arthur and stuff but i i i don't know i'm, I'm always trying to like lately i always want to work with different people i want to like learn from different people and gotcha. Cause I've done multiple records with the same people and I, and I love those people, but I am always just kind of trying to see what else I can unlock and, learn. Yeah. Um, you know, mixy wise, you know, I, I, my favorite mixer is, uh, is Andy Wallace, you know, uh, he, he's like, you know, he did like chaos AD and yeah, blood. I mean, you can't even, that's not even the beginning of all he's done. So like, he's my favorite mixer. Um, you know, I would love to have him mix a record I made. But and I was going to say, cause I heard some Andy Wallace, um, I'm, I'm Sepultura Soul yeah. and some Fugitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's the group shit. We, I, I, me too. We got yeah. that. But it was, I heard specifically that. It's funny because it yeah, makes those sense. guys are, those guys are like, they become uh, kind of friends and like, they're a huge inspiration. You know, like being being Hispanic. You know, and like being in the metal and hardcore. And those guys are like, you know, they're 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 the epitome of crossover because I mean, those guys were like ruling the metal world, but they were playing with. You know, bands like who they're they playing with, uh, like Trial and Integrity, and bands like everybody, it all like life. They love, they, love they love Madball, you know, and a lot of those metal bands did. Like even you know, if I talk to the obituary guys, like they love Madball, you know, they love like yeah, they're great hardcore, and you can even hear it in a lot of those those records. They have yeah. really, really groovy that sound like they'd be on a Madball record. So it's like, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, those guys are you know huge inspiration and stuff so I, I like they yeah they did you know arise chaos ad you know andy wallace did like he mixed helmet you know and i'm a big helmet fan yeah great uh, so stuff. like you know guys like that i'm i'm they just that yeah. are able to do the rock thing and, and keep everything kind of organic but also just make everything sit right it's it's hard you know and, and doing it differently depending on the music you know so no for sure no he's dope he's a classic same thing yeah there's like there's people unheard of guys now i hear their bands and they the records sound ridiculous. They're like, yeah, yeah. I recorded in my bedroom. I'm like, yo, it sounds so <laughs> like yeah, I'm not I'm the furthest thing from a tech nerd, but I know what sounds good and stuff. And I'm like blown away on what could which gets me excited, meaning yeah, yeah. okay, it's just a fingertip away. You know what I mean? We yeah. know we could get this back what? in the day. You needed to get 
a, a Wallace or one of these big names to compete. Yeah. And not everybody had that budget. Now you don't need that at all. Now you just need to get, now you got to get a good, good tones like we always did. And now just get somebody with good ears. We have all the equipment. Sure. We, those guys are, are seasoned. It's oh, a yeah. plus. I mean, now, but I mean, you know the deal. Yeah. But now with everything, I mean, you can, you can record everything and then they can, you just send it to a guy. He can reamp everything. He can, I yeah. mean, it's crazy all the shit they can do. I mean, yeah. I like, Great. That would be my thing. I mean, my my thing is I just I like working with different people, and I I like working with like an engineer that just kind of knows how to do it, you know. Because there's all like I said, all these all these decisions you have to make when you're recording about like, all right, we want it to be really tight, you know. Are we gonna do it on a click? Like, how are we gonna do this and that? And and you know, a guy that has been around that knows when to do what, you know, gotcha. like like on our shit, you know. There's obviously we play to a click on a lot of stuff, but then there, you know, and then we had like a, a, some parts where maybe we lay off it or like maybe he plays, you know, and, and, and it works, but you got to kind of know when to do that and when not to do it. And, um, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm not a recording. I do my best, but you kind of need someone to, to be able to make those decisions and, and do everything the right way. So, uh, that's where the expertise comes in. I think, you know, when it, when, when it comes to the performances, that's the big thing. Anybody can use, use yeah. technology to mix and stuff now and replace, but, uh, the, the performances and the feel and the, everything is like, that's the hardest thing. Listen, you guys are doing whatever you're doing. You're doing it right so far. So, yeah, you, you know, you don't got to say you just trying or whatever. Just keep doing whatever the fuck it is that you're doing. Trying. What's the next move? What's next now? Are you, I know you're doing some shows, but what's right now is the end of the year. What's the next move? Anything between now and then? And then what's the plan for next year? Yeah, we got, um, you know, like I said, we got a booking agent now. So we have, uh, we, oh, we're just lining up shows. Like, you know, we play, usually play at least a couple of times a month. Uh, so we're, we're doing some different stuff. Like we're going to, we got, we're playing Austin uh, next weekend, like a cool show in Austin. And then we got uh, December, we're going to like Boston, um, oh, got a couple of shows in Boston. And then we're doing like, uh, what's after that? We're going to, we got a Dallas show and then we're going, I think we're probably going to try to get out to California and do East Coast again and stuff. So we're just, oh yeah. We're just trying to keep going. I'm. I've been getting down to business on writing. Like I got a lot of, you know, the last year I've been like re recording lots of bits and pieces and riffs and stuff. But like I told you before, it's kind of like the hardest part for me is just uh, visualizing how everything's gonna look and how the record's gonna go and what each song's gonna be. And then you know, when you get all that and then you have all the pieces there, you can start. You know, I like I said, arrangements and all that are, are you know come pretty natural to me. But uh, that's. That's the tough part. So I'm just trying to get a. Uh, I've been buckling down, and I have about like four or five songs that are I'm working on. Um, so I'm just trying to uh, make a record, and then hopefully be in the studio maybe in the summer and doing an LP, and just kind of keep things rolling. You know, I'm just trying to. I'm trying not to waste too much time. You know, I've like Power Trip. We 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 weren't really a full time band or anything, uh, and and I was just I was so young. We were all like just you know kind of kids. So we wasted. I'm not saying we wasted, but we didn't we didn't move things along uh, as fast as we could. But at the same time, I mean, it was timing was everything. So the timing worked out for what we were doing, even though we didn't uh, accomplish. I get it. You know, there's bands that were that have been around half as long as we were that have three records. You know, we made two LPs. We, <laughs> so. You guys made a lot of noise for the amount of time you guys were around. Trust me, because I heard it, I saw it, and. Again, congratulations with the band. I'm a fan of the band, and I'm glad. Again, you know, for me, uh, it's uh, it's refreshing to look at that because we're on the same boat in a lot of ways. So seeing you out there, it's like, 
oh shit, we're we're new teams in the in the league again. You know what I mean? We're like season, like you know, season so season players that started new teams. And um, again, I liked and and I've always been a fan of the style, of the band. Yo, you know anybody? Where where could anybody? You got merch up? Where could people get your stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a merch store. It's like fugitive-official.com, and it's on our like Instagram and all that shit, Facebook. Uh, so you can find everything there. And um, yeah, yeah, we're just doing that. We got like we, we just put out like the the seven inch of our new the couple of new songs just came out on this label, Twenty Bucks Spin, who put out our, our first EP, and uh, we're just doing that, man. But um, oh, yeah. like I said I, you know, we everybody. We known each other a long time, you know. You know, even certain new band, everyone's gonna be looking out for you. And, and- uh, same thing, man. I, I'm I'm psyched for you, man. Again, I'm a real fan of the band. I love. I fuck with that shit. I'm I'm psyched for you, and um, I'm right on your coattails. I'm following the same moves with the same bow, and um, man, hopefully I get to see you guys soon somewhere. You know, yeah. keep me posted. You know yeah, the deal. Yeah. Keep me posted, and good luck, man. I'm glad and all that shit and. You know the deal. Everybody, make sure you go get that fugitive shit. And by the way, the name is hard. I was saying that today. I was like, "Fuck, why I never came up with that?" <laughs> Yo, no, it's we we got lucky there. But I was gonna yeah, say something to you, man. Hey, I, I I'm a big fan of yours. I, like, I wouldn't even be, you know, Madball if I if I hadn't you, heard Madball and all, Demise and all that stuff. Thank you, brother. You would be. We, I don't know what I'd be doing. So, thank I, you, brother. A lot of respect and love for you. And I, yeah. I, know, I know whatever you do is gonna be. Yeah, everyone's. Everyone's going to put on for you. So same thing with you, man, for, for real. I'm glad you were able to do this. Everybody go, you know, go get that fugitive shit. You look out for them. Blake, you know what time it is. Hopefully I see you soon. One love. I'll send you, I'll hit you with a text right. when this drops and I'll send you some new shit soon. Hey, thanks. All right. Yo, one love, everybody. We out of here. Fugitive, Texas. Yeehaw. We out of here. <laughs>